Welcome to another episode of The Exchange, where our hearts, souls, and ears come together for reciprocity and transformation. I am your host, Deborah Faith, and when we get together, we explore topics that help us to better understand ourselves and one another. The Exchange is my personal invitation for you to take inventory of your life. This is our space to be free, vulnerable, transparent. So live in it, learn from it, invite others to it, and most of all, protect it. Take care of it and it will take care of you. in the building. This is my, I feel like, this is my bring my faves back from season one. Yes. Yes. We got Brenda Phillips in the building. Hi, guys. A.K.A. B. <laughs> Big B. Big B. <laughs> Big B from 440. Do you remember that? You don't remember that movie? I was no. going to say, you might be a little bit too young for that movie. We'll talk about that <laughs> after the show. But welcome back to the show, girl. Thanks, babe. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to see you. This has been, like, one of my favorite, like, podcasting interview thingies. <laughs> interview thingies? Yeah. You were one of my favorite guests. Was I? Oh. Absolutely. I think that, first of all, let me just tell you, your actual episode was one of the ones that actually, as Amber would say, went viral, but... Like, I think almost 5,000 people watched that interview. That's dope. Let's get that 5,000 to 20,000, y'all. What we waiting for? That's what I'm talking you about. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's dope. What was the title? I remember the title. The title was... um. Don't suffer in silence. Don't suffer in silence. Don't suffer in silence, yeah. yo. Go check out that episode yeah. if you haven't. If you haven't. It's 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 a deep episode. Yeah, and, you were pulling me that day. And and, 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 and B dropped some poetry on on us that time. A little bit. And a, a little something something. It blessed me. I actually go back when I'm feeling kind of and I love to hear that poem, but oh, we ain't gonna talk about poetry. Today. Right, right, right. But we are gonna have an asking for friends. Uh, Listen, segment. we got a lot to talk about. I know, because I feel like these are my catch up sessions of mm-hmm. like kind of where I am. And I think on the last episode, I had Amber and my sister, mm-hmm. um, and we we're talking about just kind of where I've been this, right. this year, right? It's been a really weird year. Yeah. For me. Okay. Um, and I'll, we can talk about yours. Right. It's been a, you know, we're, what, April? We um, are in April. We're in Jesus. spring. Hey, spring. Hey, spring. <laughs> Favorite um, time of the year. Yeah. But it's been a weird, it's been a weird place because I feel like, and I, I love to talk about, you know, this is a very transparent and vulnerable place and that's just who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's always a misconception or a perception of... When you're doing whatever that thing or your why is in entrepreneurship, what that looks like. Your and purpose, your love, your yes, passion. your passion, your purpose. People call it different things. Um, but I always say there's a back end of the blessing. Mm-hmm. And I've been feeling the back end <laughs> of my blessing, mm-hmm. which is the podcast. And it's just been a, it's been a tough year for me, um, if I'm honest. And I know outside looking in. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Um, it may not look that way, but I, I've been having some struggles, um, if I'm honest, and yeah. just, you know, continuation. And I, I think that's something people don't talk about in entrepreneurship of just like wanting to keep to going. Keep going. It's hard. Yeah. Uh, it's really difficult. Like, I've been in entrepreneurship for nine years. Mm-hmm. And I, honestly, I'm mind blown kind of just saying that because it's really been nine years. And I, didn't I could know just. It was nine years. Thank you. Thank you. It'll be nine years in July, but yeah, nine yeah, years. Nine um, years. I started my nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Uh, sh- nine years ago um and I never foreseen entrepreneurship like I think I tell people all the time it's something that I was given it wasn't like it chose me it chose you it literally like when I tell people entrepreneurship chose me I didn't choose it Mm. um it's been a blessing don't get me wrong Mm. like I think that God has provided for me more than what I ever thought that I could even foresee myself doing. Mm-hmm. I always tell people there's two types of people, right? So you might know some of these people. You have these people who like plan out their life and literally their life goes that according way. to plan. Like, yeah. you know, like I'll, for my best friend, I always use her as an example. Shout out author Janae. But like hey, literally Janae. she, you know, she went to school for this. That's what she became. You know, she's a therapist. She has her own private practice. You know, she said she was going to get married married by this age, have a kid by this age, save this money by this. Like, everything that that literally, how she has planned. My sister's like that. Of course, literally. But then there are people like this (laughs) And me, because none of that has happened. When I say, I'm like, yeah, my plan is like da, 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 da. And God was like, skirt. (laughs) Let me show you what's really about to go down. And um, sometimes that's just not easy. It could be frustrating to navigate your way through that. Um, So I could understand even the, and though, right, like you said, we get to do some passion work. We get to do what we love. And though I'm very fortunate to do what I love, and I think that maybe you could relate to this, you still sometimes need a moment away from it, right? You still need to... Because you want to quit. Yeah. I have Um, moments of that. And I don't think people normally say that. I have moments where I'm like, and you said something I just want to repeat. Like, I think that I didn't necessarily go chase it. I don't even know that I knew what podcasting was. That's real. It was literally something that God gave me that I didn't understand down to the name of the place like people were like the exchange place I was like I love it I was like yeah because everything is an exchange exactly it made sense later but I didn't understand it but no matter you know it took me three years to have this though it's it was yeah it's 2018 um, almost four years ago that you know God was like okay this is what it is I had a hole which I still have this cardboard that I could like this is what this is gonna look like but in the moments that I want to put it down, it just keeps calling me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you I can't know get away from what me. your calling yeah. is. And um, I've had multiple moments of that. So, you know, I have a nonprofit for kids. Mm-hmm. Then on top of that, I have a speaking and um, speaking business where yeah. I develop curriculums and programs and workshops and presentations. However, she amazing. How, thank you. <laughs> however you want to format it or call it for schools, I speak everywhere, like in schools and stuff like that, you know, youth. I'm a youth development specialist. Yes. I love my babies. You I love, love kids. Your kids. Yeah. Um, 
And then I have my clothing brand. Mm-hmm. And, um... Hey, I'm rocking Be inspired. Yeah, be inspired. Yes, yes, go check it out. Be But shameless plug. But um, and I have let's let's be honest. Like, um, I have a part time slash per dem assistant, right? Yeah. So I do all of these things, and it's a constant struggle because one, you don't have the necessary like help where you feel as though like you you should have that team I think that a team is important y'all and I pray yeah. God please bless me with these people God yeah. and then not only that being a woman in business just having a team is just like so imperative you know mm-hmm. what I mean but you have to keep going but let's even talk about like when we talk about just entrepreneurship like business any type of business nonprofit, podcast or any, anything mm-hmm. even the background back in the business right here's the glamorized stuff right yeah. but like let's talk about even when it comes to businesses is like accounting and marketing and promotion and then how you know you gravitate that audience you pull people into believing in what it is that you do yeah. because you have this such this passion of believing in yourself yeah. you know what I mean that sometimes it's like you'll believe in it and then if you may not get that response right then and there. How do you keep going? Yeah. How do you keep going? So what? How do, how do you how do you keep going? Because you've been doing this. Which again, I'm a, I'm a serial entrepreneur in a different realm of things. Like, you know, before I did event planning, I love decor. I have a clothing brand. She wow. prays. You know what I mean? I I've always kind of gone in and out, but I don't think I've ever not even think I 100% know I have a have yet to be as consistent. Mm. as I am with the podcast and though I know that all of those other things connect because I do see them connecting to what I do right now um I know this is and maybe this is just the season for the podcast because I can't you know I can't say I can't afford see the future but I know I'm in the right space. space so I think that for me um I always tell people so starting with my nonprofit, like we care has been the most consistent relationship I've ever been in so I've had my nonprofit for nine years, and my purpose for We Care has always been to give back and to expose our youth, right? Mm-hmm. So with We Care, when Miss We Care was birthed, which is like basically my speaking business, they literally go hand in hand because now what I was doing in the community, I'm now just doing in schools, and I get contracts for them. And um, then when school shut down during COVID and I started being inspired, which just made sense, it was what I was known for, which was inspiring people and giving people hope and courage and love. But in those moments of wanting to quit, literally, I remember why I started. Like, I remember... I remember having We Care and the kids that I was working with saying to me, Miss Brenda, I know that you're going to end up speaking in schools. I know that you're going to do this. And, like, literally, they spoke those things into me because those were things that I didn't even see. I had a male best friend that he literally, when he met me, he was like, I could see you speaking in schools. And I was just like, Puh, yeah, yeah, right. right. You know what I mean? So I always say to people, like, yeah, it's imperative to believe in yourself, and that is very important. Mm-hmm. But it's also important for you to surround yourself with the right people so that when you have those moments of struggle and doubt that they're speaking life back into you because people always see you sometimes before you see you and that's very very important to have those people surrounded by you surrounded you know and um, I think that's one way 
mm-hmm. that I keep going because I feel like I have these people watching. Like some of my kids are like graduating college now, wow. and we and we you know we still keep up with each other. Tech, they check in with me or you know they're they're on my Instagram and social media and they're like, wow, Miss Brenda, like you're doing it, da 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 da, and I'm like. But they remember when I started here. I was about to say. They never had enforced a lot of them. I'm a representation of, they never had this type of representation of, like, entrepreneurship or someone actually following their dreams, right? Because some some of them, one, they may come from a background where those options of even college wasn't even, you know, given to them. Or entrepreneurship is not even a thing for them. Entrepreneurship wasn't a thing for me either, right? I just made different choices. So I just have to remember I have people watch it and my purpose is bigger than me because I'm telling you last week like I go back to even last week I wanted to quit my clothing brand Mm. I really like I had a conversation with one of my friends I was just like I'm really about to give up but then I was just like but it's so much bigger than you. Like you, you really you. have some. You really have something. And this is not nothing like against anybody else's clothing brand or anything like that. But it's like in my core, in my heart, heart, I know I really have something because when people respond to it, it's with the like I love putting this stuff on. It has a message to it. But not only does it have a message to it, it's fly. Like it's cute. I could dress it up. I could do this. Like it. It really. I know that I really have something. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's. Once again, I I know people have heard it, and I know as cliche as it sounds, but it really is remembering that why. That like, why. And that is a, that's one of the ways I keep going. And consistency is yeah. it's hard. I, say it again. Consistency is hard. Yeah, because I think people always say the key is being consistent, right? And I agree with that. It I, is. It, it 100% is. But... On some days, consistency is a hard thing. Like, I promised myself I wouldn't. Like, I did the first season of the podcast, right? I took a break just because. Very successful. You need a break. You need a break. And I took a break mainly because I was like, I didn't foresee. I foresaw it, but I didn't know it was going to happen like that. When I started the podcast, I was like, look, I'm going to do the podcast twice a month. Right. Because I wanted I knew I needed to start it. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I think the first episode, people are like, oh, my God, when's the next episode? And I felt the pressure of that. So I was like, here's my thing, because I'm a planner. (laughs) I was like, let me take a break Mm -hmm. so I could restructure how I utilize my time to even record. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I can make it make sense where I could take a break. But I could have enough episodes in the back to be able to take a break and not feel pressured right. to be like every week I have to yeah. I have to record every week. I was like, I don't want that pressure of that. And still I still work a full time job. Right. right. And I'm a mom and all the other responsibilities that I have I had and have. So one of the things that I had to do in this, like I said, like feeling like, do I need to stop the podcast? Or take a break from the podcast, like you said, was sometimes I'll be doing too much because I feel like I'm not doing enough. Ah, that is such... Honestly, we should just base this whole episode (laughs) off of that. Let me tell y'all, it's crazy to have that feeling of feeling like you're not doing enough, right? I literally... I have to go back through my phone and videos to remind myself of what I've done. Yeah. Um, Same here. That <laughs> like, feeling, and this is to all the entrepreneurship entrepreneurs out there, like, yeah. just understand, do what you can. 
Yeah. Do what you can day by day, one foot in front of the other, one step. If you're if you're putting one foot in front of the other, if you're doing something that's towards that goal or towards that vision or towards that dream, you're still doing something, right? And let me use this as an example. Mm-hmm. So um, something that people may or may not know about me, people who are close to me may know, is that I actually have always struggled with being in front of the camera. But the work that I do forces me to have to be in front of the camera. camera. We have the gift that God has given me. Literally, there, there is nothing else. I always have to be in front of some type of camera and some type of audience. I hate the focus being on me, right? So I had to get over Let's that fear. <laughs> I had to get over that fear of one, the focus being all on me, mm-hmm. which was which is to this day it's a struggle. So we're talking about things getting to fruition. I want to keep it, <laughs> keep it there. So five years ago, before I'm even where I'm at right now, literally in my phone five years ago, because um, I'm also known as a poet and a performer and a speaker, right? Five years ago, I remember I was like, okay, Brenda, you got to face your fears. And I was like, you're going to have a one-woman show, and you're going to call it Pages of Your Diary, mm-hmm. and you're going to force yourself to beat the focus, right? Because when I first started speaking and performing, mm-hmm. mind you, I literally took like two years off. I didn't speak. I didn't perform because when I first time I ever spoke and performed, two newspapers reached out to me. And at the at the at that time, it wasn't podcasting. It was just like people who did interviews like on YouTube and yeah. stuff. And someone had reached out to me to interview. I literally didn't answer phone calls, nothing. If you reached out to me to talk, I ain't do it. I never had a photo shoot, nothing like that. I didn't do it. I did not want to be in front of the camera. Mind you, I wrote this plan, this vision of this event that literally puts the focus on me five years ago. We're five years later. That event is fine, is, is literally coming to life right now, mm. October 15th. But it's literally coming, coming. To, to life right now. And when I tell you, it's so crazy how you could plan something five years ago mm. or so long ago. And in that, in that time, I thought I was ready to do it. But I wasn't even ready to do it. So now I'm finally getting comfortable in the space and the gifts that God gave us. Because let's be clear, a lot of us aren't living up to our fullest capacity when it comes to our dreams and aspirations. So really, we're letting down, one, we're letting down our gifts, right? We're letting down ourselves. And we're not pleasing God in a sense. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people put their dreams and their gifts on the back burner when they should be shining in them. And you will know what your dream and your gift is because that is the thing that makes you shine. That is your magic and I had to understand like though I don't like performing Mm -hmm. which people don't even really really know Uh I don't even like performing and I didn't like performing and anybody that's ever knew me personally from when I first started I couldn't perform without snotting and crying right I couldn't speak in front of a crowd without crying and snotting for anybody that's been following me for the past 10 years they would know but now what I understood the gift that I actually have, the impact that I actually have, is not about me. It's not about me. And I think that that's what I live my life as, is like, if I left this earth today or tomorrow, one, what is the impact that I'm leaving? Mm -hmm. What is it? Am I changing somebody else's life? Like, and what are people going to say about me? If I left this earth today or tomorrow, Am I proud of the things that I've done? Am I proud of 
even things that I do on my my self-love time, right? Like, am I proud of it? So it's just like this entrepreneurship journey, even when it comes to entrepreneurship, it is a struggle, but it's a beautiful, it has been such a beautiful struggle for me that I would not change it for the world because let's be clear, I'm still going to have moments of when I want to quit. Yeah. I'm still, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm stressed out right now, y'all. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I'm going to have moments of when I want to give up, but I, um, something that I say that I've said to anybody that's even in the role of becoming an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. another thing that has helped me when you said, like, how do you keep going? Yeah. If I was to quit this, right, I always say to myself, Brenda, if you was to stop doing this today or tomorrow, close your eyes. What else do you see yourself doing? What would you be doing? I don't see anything else. Yeah. And I've done that multiple times because guess what? Even when I was fighting it, I've always seen myself on stages speaking. Even when I didn't feel like I wanted to do it, I would have dreams about it. I would just have like a literally a vision. There's a there's a picture I have in my phone that I literally seen before. I seen it I in my head you seen before, it before you saw it. it I, and it's the wildest thing to me. And I'll share this with you. Um, one of my reminders is that let me see what I've already seen. Um, you just blessed me first and foremost. And I'm trying to keep, I, you, you know, y'all, I'm, I'm a crier. I'm a crier. But you just blessed me and you made, you humanized the feelings that I have. I'm not, which I don't know that people know this because I now have a podcast. So people probably know that, but I I always felt better one-on-one. So even starting the podcast, part of the holdup from three, almost four years ago was I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to commit to something by myself. I wanted other people to come with me. Mm. Right. And as much as I have people come sit in the seats and come sit around the table at the end of the day, if I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing, none of this is possible, right? And I know that God structured it that way and allowed me to see it then, but did, didn't give it to me into a place I got to until I got to a place that I was like, with or without anybody, I'm gonna figure out how, how to make this it? work. Because this is the most uncomfortable seat. I don't like. I don't like cameras either, right? I don't. My thing used to always be, um, I do better behind the scenes. Mm, I remember that. I did you do a lot of video? You used to I do, do a, lot, a lot of video yeah. editing. And I still It's I social still media. Girl, y'all, her social, like just her framing. Bomb. If I could afford her, I'll hire her. <laughs> we can work that out. <laughs> but like, and I think I always struggled with, Sort of like in in the sense of you saying you having all these, it's almost God giving you so many different areas that you touch. I I always struggled with like, I feel more comfortable behind the scenes. I probably can do in front of the camera, but it was never my desire. And I, I, (laughs) my pastor got rested so years ago, told me like, you can't hide anymore. And Mm. I don't know why that one, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know how people say that one thing to you that always... Like, stick out your life. You kind of remember. It's like, you can't hide anymore. 
and me getting behind here, speaking in public. I hate public speaking. I love I love what we did driving here, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. I love that. That's my thing. I used to always be like, nah, I, I want to do one-on-one mm-hmm. type stuff. I want to be in the therapy These conversations conversation should be recorded. Exactly. But I would have never said, hey, put me in front of a camera and do that because I had self-consciously, like, I'm like, I'm not really set up like that uh, I don't look same with me now I just don't care y'all even look okay. like they didn't see me a little bit of everywhere mm-hmm. they see me with a cap on They go, yeah, it's like because I have literally got to that point that I understand my why I understand that this is not about me I, not, I might not always understand who it's for right because for a podcasting I don't necessarily it's not like performing necessarily I don't necessarily there's not necessarily a level of applause or whatever but there's something way deep in there I make this for the me's of the world the Mm. people like we talk about that suffer in silence the people who think these things but may never talk about them you know what I mean and even our conversation that we're having now for the entrepreneurs who have thought about quitting and what that looks like. But that thing, like once you're, it, it's different when your dream gets a hold or your purpose gets a hold of you. Right. Like, so let me even just, well, I want to talk on, t- touch on a couple of <laughs> things. Yeah. But like literally I have a friend, right? Mm-hmm. I just got off the phone with her this morning and she is an excellent painter. When I tell you she is gifted to the, like, she's just so gifted. I'm talking about even when it comes to decor. And I always used to be like, I'm talking about even when painting your house, like from painting your house to painting a portrait, a picture or anything, a cart, like whatever. She's always been super gifted. But over the years, I've watched her tap in and out of it, tap in and out of it. And I used to say, Dom, you need to. Like you need to do this full time. I don't want to do it full time. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want it to feel like work. I don't want it to feel like work. It's just something that I like to do. I don't want it to feel like work. I'm like, no, this is something that you need to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then during the pandemic, it's crazy how God works. During the pandemic, um, you know, like people losing their jobs. You know, things started to shift in her life. So she started to paint. She would post certain things, maybe things that she did in her kids' room or a, a picture or something like that. Guess what's happening now? Now people now people knew her before from painting, but, you know, she stopped, right? Yeah. So if you stop something, you're not consistent with it. People don't see it no more. They fall back. Yeah. So now she's doing it again. People are starting to reach out, right? Talk, starting to reach out. Um, so literally now, like, basically full time mm-hmm. without her wanting to, right? It's not about—it's not her decision. And it's so funny. I told her that sometimes it's really not your decision. Yeah. Like, it just is what it is. What does she do right now? She literally paints full-time, has to, oh, I have to do estimate today. I have to go to this person's house to do an estimate. Oh, somebody wants to estimate for a painting. So literally, sometimes really our gifts are not our choice. Like you said, you literally cannot get away from it. So whatever you guys are running from, stop running from it because it's going to catch you. So it's so funny. Me and her have been friends like 10 years now. Mm-hmm. We'll always say this to her. And, no, no, she would tap in and out of it. But look, it caught her. 
Mm. And it don't, and, and she's not complaining about it because her whole thing before was, I don't want it to feel like work. I just do it because I enjoy it. I don't want it to feel like work. I'm like, no, you're too good at this. Like, I'm telling you, you need to do it. I'm like, girl, you would kill it. You would make so much money. Like, why would you even want to be at a nine to five? Like, and I'm not like encouraging, wasn't encouraging her to quit her job or nothing like that. I just, I seen it you before. She's seen it once again, which is why it's important to have people around you that see you before you see you, yeah. right? So it's so, it's just so, it amazes me. Like, literally, I'm on my way here talking to her, and she's on her way to a job. You yeah. know what I mean? And she got up in New York, she got this freaking contract, and she painted this guy's um penthouse gorgeous I'm talking about high ceilings and she created this room with clouds on like when I tell y'all I'm she's gifted her. I'm working she's on something gifted yes. right she's yes. just one of those people like I could never do what she does you know but this is what I mean and she's like like I did so good with this penthouse da 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 I'm like girl I've been telling you what you waiting for <laughs> what you thought what you thought yeah. you know what I'm saying so no we can't run from our gifts and our gifts will make us uncomfortable which is why you know do. they always do being in front of ca- and, and being in front of cameras are uncomfortable for me but it's something that I have to face you know creating this show which is now is not just my show I do have a partner mm-hmm. you know but still the focus is going to be on literally just me and her that show that is I've, that's some, this is something I've never done I've always been comfortable playing it safe like oh I just curate events for my nonprofit, um, my community day oh you know sleepover for kids oh I'm doing a college tour for kids because once again yeah I might be the one doing it but I'm not the core focus yeah. You know? Yep. Now I have to like even my clothing brand, like, yeah, clothes is cool. Yeah, Brenda creates it, but I'm not the core focus. I I barely model myself. Like I post pictures on Instagram with I was my stuff say, you on. Be cute with your stuff. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but I'm saying like even like with modeling, like you know what I mean? Like yeah. I always get other people, which is like I have my brand is me, right? Like, you know, doing curriculums and programs and workshops and this is something else. Sorry, I know I'm talking a lot. But like a podcast, that's what we have to do. (laughs) But like, um something I always struggle with too is that in front of kids. I've always been super comfortable. Put a thousand kids in front of me. I'm inspired. I'm, I'm going to encourage them. I'm going to motivate them. Something else I've had to get super comfortable with is understanding my space where my peers are. Like, I shine just as bright with my peers just as much as I do with kids, but that was always an insecurity of mine mm. because I just felt like kids, I was able to easily encourage and motivate them. But now, like, you know, I just put, um, I got... Um, keynote speaker for a women's conference. When is that? That's in August. Okay. Yes. That's the one I'm trying to come to, too. Yeah. Girl, <laughs> I got so much going on. I can't even keep up with my calendar. It's sad. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so it, it's, it, entrepreneurship is a crazy world. And especially for someone like me and somebody like you, and we touched on this before, which we could kind of go into is, you know, entrepreneurship and then the misconception and like the perception of social media social media is I have a love hate relationship talk about with social it. media talk um, about it I'm just like I mean I love I love the reach of social media right. um, the ability to 
Um, whatever your thing is, I love the ability to be able to do, for me to be able to upload one video and have the possibility to touch the world, right? Mm -hmm. So I love the reach. I hate that people see social media as real life and when that's a highlight role of what the person behind their social media has decided to share. Mm -hmm. And though it may be their reality, and we talked about this, it is not the fullness of it. Of right. You know what I mean? It's not the fullness. You don't get to see the fullness of my life. You do get me because this is really this is me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just again, well, you know me in real life, right? So we just drove here. We had a conversation that not was similar to this, but just th- when we get together, that's what we that's do. That's what we do. That's what we do. Right? <laughs> so it is one hundred percent me. However, it is not the full totality of what it takes to be me. Right. And I think, and I said this on the other show, I think there's a glamorous um, only give you highlight real portion of that that people get. They may get a little bit more from me if they watch the show because I'm just, you know what I mean? Not that I put all my business out there, but I'm very comfortable in where I am and I'm okay with that because I know this space is a temporary space and I'm still becoming. So whatever I struggle with, I don't look at it like, oh, let me hide this. Though I do have personal things that I probably would not talk about on the show, would not post online. But you said something and I want you to speak to that about kind of the perception if it's reality or whose reality and what portion of that is reality right. when you look at social media from a from a, a business perspective or entrepreneur perspective. Um, so even for me, like, I struggle because I do have a love-hate relationship with social media because I know what I post and I know what people see and I know how people see me as and no I may not like have like a million followers or anything like that but I get DMs all the time like you inspire me thank you for doing what it is that you do and you're you know like basically like I get so many messages like that and I think that's great like that's you know I do what I do do to impact and inspire um however like you said uh People only get a piece of you, right? And for me, because of the work that I do, it literally requires me to kind of continue to post, to influence and inspire these people because this is the life that I live. And granted, like, what I post is truly who I am. Like, it's truly who I am. Like, I love to travel or go to different events and I take pictures and, you know what I mean? Hiking. Yeah, Yeah. hiking or whatever. Like, I love to ride my bike. That's, you know, I speak at schools. You you know, like, it's it's truly me. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I may post something that has, like, a little vulnerable caption or whatever. But the fact that it matter is, is that People don't understand the sacrifices that I have made to achieve the successes that I have gotten. Yeah. Um, and I say successes because I, I don't even feel like I have reached even where God has to take me. Mm-hmm. And what's so crazy, like having to offer myself some grace, feeling like I haven't even done enough, right? Mm. 
But in all actuality and reality, I've done so much and I do have a lot of success. But though this is what people have seen, they don't see that, you know what, like, me had me and you talked about this a little bit. Like at the end of the day, I've never done anything for show. I could go out right now and I could get myself a Jeep because that is my dream car. I want a Jeep for my 35th birthday, right? Yeah. I could go out and do it. I have a decent savings. I have um a great credit score. I could do- go do it. But rationally, like, does that really make sense? Like, we're in inflation, you know what I mean? Like, a couple years ago, what a Jeep cost, because we're in inflation, is literally, like, an additional seven to $10,000. Like, it's insane. It's insane. It actually yeah. makes me sick to my stomach. Yeah. Will it actually be reality for me? And would I be doing it more so? Now, a couple years ago, if it was the price that is the price, like— I'll be doing it because I, I want to do it and I feel comfortable doing it. But it's just like, Brenda, that really doesn't make sense right now when you're investing in X, Y, and Z. So guess what? I'm going to keep driving my kids till the wheels fall off. Though this is what I want, I know that time is going to come for me to actually get it. I could go do it, but that's the sacrifice I'm making, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of people see like, oh, she travels, she do this, she do that. Like, oh, she, you know, she dresses nice or whatever the case may be. Like, I always tell people I keep myself on a very strict budget. I could go out and get red bottoms if I wanted to, but I don't do anything for show. And that's I, that's something else that I need people to understand and relate to. Like, I don't sit here and be flashy for show. I don't do anything for show. I really am who I am, but, like, I'm not going to sit there and spend my money on that. And, uh, like, another thing is people probably think I could go get a condo, right, a high-rise if I really wanted to right now. I could afford that, but... It's only me, right? I'm a minimalist. It's only me. <laughs> and I could sit here and I currently have a one bedroom. The kitchen, the dinette area is my office space. My living room is literally my studio. Mm. I, listen, I ain't doing this for nobody else but me. Nobody else but me. So... Instead of going to go get an apartment that's going to cost me $2,500 just to say that I'm sorry, just to say that I could do it and be, fin- I'm not that, person. not that person. I could do it, but I could also honestly get this apartment for $900. It's just me. And I could create this space as a studio. I could do this. These are the sacrifices that I'm making to get to my greater successes, but not everybody is willing to do that because they focus on social media. Like, yeah. who are you? Who are you? Like, I have to stay true to myself. So though though, though, though there are things that I could afford to do, I make the conscious decision not to because that same money I spend on this to go do this, I could reinvest it and put it here. Yeah. And that's just a choice for me. And I feel like our, not just our generation, the generation before us, which they're so driven by social media, and even our generation, I feel like a lot of people do things for show. I've never done anything for show. Yeah. I simply do things to impact people. I don't, I haven't disclosed like that much, like, oh, like, you know, like the financial aspect of my life, but 
people probably would never know that about me. Like, what? She live in a one bedroom. Her office space is her dining. Yeah, because yeah, that's the sacrifice that's the that sacrifice. I'm making. You know, yeah, I get to travel, but guess what? If I was paying that $2,000 rent, $1,800 rent, would to. I be able to really afford the trip? Like, I wouldn't be able to afford it. You know, I'm still living a lifestyle of luxury that makes sense for me, yeah. but not for what other people have or what other people think, perceive, perceive, perceive or it. think that um, how I should live, yeah. you know? So it's, it's really staying true to who you are. And when God blesses me, because I always tell God, you bless me financially, the more you bless me, the more I can bless other people, right? But when, even when God really does bless me, am I probably going to go get red bottoms? Mm-hmm. No. I, so that's funny. So something funny, my son always talks about, he, he day trades and all that. He's like, Mom, I'm going to get, what is it, a Birkin? The Birkin mm. bag or whatever. I was like, don't give me a Birkin bag because I'm definitely taking it and I'm returning it and getting them coins because and I always people say be careful about saying this but I I, I think I view this different and you said it is that what I get I think I'm more sometimes bothered by not having more to be able to help more people exactly more so for it to be, of course, money's a tool. So I think sometimes we have a different perception of it. Like, it's a tool, and I want to use it as such. I do not believe, and I hope no none of our listeners who are listening believe, you know, money is not going to bring you happiness if you if you think. It's not giving you Never. peace. It's not going to change. You can change everything about you on the outside, which are things that you can actually purchase, right? What goes on the inside, like my, my daddy used to say, you know, you you could be ugly to the bone. And Listen. I finally understand what that means. You can have everything dressed up, mm. right, in whatever red bottoms, Birkin bags and everything. But at, ultimately, when you go home, how do you feel about you? Because there are a lot of people who have a lot of stuff, but stuff can't give you peace. Peace. It can't give you happiness. It can't. It can't. You can't buy those things, right? So I always say to everyone, of course I want nice. I like nice, nice things. Nice things. Absolutely. I absolutely. Like, do. I ain't going to lie, y'all. I'm going to get me a bus down. You feel <laughs> me? I like jewelry. But, you know, but once again, everybody has their vice. Yeah. And everybody priority-wise, and I, for for those those people who value a Birkin bag or Yeah, no, bottom, it's nothing against it's them. It's nothing against them. Yeah. I'm just not them. Right. Or that's not my thing. And right. I always I, I want to be clear about that because it's nothing wrong with wanting those things. Absolutely not. For me, and you said this earlier, I think about more not of what I'm leaving people tangibly, but what I left people with. Right. And I'm always, whether that's a little spooky or whatever, I'm always thinking we have to, I, had to, I had this project in one of my mentorship classes to write your obituary. And I live life. It was very heavy. It's about to make me cry. Here I go again, right? To sit and write your obituary is already a little, it's a a little spooky spooky and freaky. But it helped me structure what my goals were. Mm. Because it's like, not what somebody else would say about me, but what would I want other people to write in my obituary? I remember writing my dad's obituary. So like, what would I want if you am Tamara, Mar, if everybody sat around and said, what are we about to say about this person that we knew as the board of faith, right? Like what, what I want people to, to say. say. 
And that kind of drives, it helps you actually structure. It's a weird thing, y'all. I ain't telling you to practice it, but I'm telling you it helped me structure how I want to live because it's like, what do I want to say when I'm no longer here? And I want to make sure that what I leave here is something that can be, is transferable. Mm. And I'm not talking about money, money, but that's transferable. Like I said, I, like I just told you, my dad said ugly to the bone. Boom. That's something that's transferable. You know what I mean? Like those things that money can't buy and gener- generationally will always Please, be right. passed down. It, absolutely. And I ain't saying, now y'all, money is important, okay? We ain't saying no, that. No, we ain't saying that. <laughs> money, money, is Take money, in, to do everything. money is important. Money management is important. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't just, I... I don't want to glorify things because we all like nice things. We all deserve a life of luxury. Let me be clear. We all deserve a life of luxury. We lo- we all deserve a life of whatever it is that our desires are on a financial level, right? And our reasoning may be very, very different. So even for me, I have—I've never come from a place of, like, where— Anyone in my family has had, like, a sustainable business. Um, I come from a generational trauma, y'all, and I'm talking about—and we may have discussed this before, but I'm talking about trauma on just a completely different level, you know what I mean, Um, from abuse to poverty. So— when they, when y'all see that meme online, like, oh, you know, I'm the one that was chosen to break generational curses, whatever, I really personally feel like I'm that one. And um, it's been told to me, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're the only one in this family who has ever done X, Y, and Z. You're the only one in this family who has done things differently or whatever the case may be. So maybe for me, right— thinking about the red bottoms and, you know, the Birkin bags and all that other stuff, like you were saying, for me, it's it, it's bigger than me. It's not transferable. And like I said, I might get, a, you know, some jewelry, you know, a bust down or something yeah. like that because, that you know, that's more so my thing when God places me in that position. But what I'm saying is I ain't really out here doing if I really ain't got it. And there's a lot of people out there taking it back to social media when we talk about is perception really reality because people get to play on who they actually pretend to be, be, which is really hard for social media. And someone like me, yeah, this is really me who I'm showing you. But like you said, I'm giving you glimpses and pieces. But it's because, honestly, it's still a part of the work that I do is to show people, like, this is what I come from. This is what I do. This is truly at my core who I am. If you ever met me in person, have a relationship with me, I always say I don't never want to pretend to be anybody else but me. Like, I think that is really scary, and that's why social media is so scary because— People get to really pretend to be somebody else that they're truly not. And it's honestly, it's unfair because this is what other people are comparing. This is why comparison is comparison. You don't know who, if you don't know who that person really is, like, let's just say YouTubers or celebrities or nothing like that. And it's nothing wrong with being inspired by what other people have or whatever the case may be. But once again, even... Talking about youth, I see kids all the time like, oh, I want to be this. I want to be an influencer, and I want to do this, and I want to do that. And there's nothing wrong with those people, but there's still things that they had to do behind the scenes that you don't even see. Like, even creating a reel on a daily basis or YouTubers, I've seen 
YouTubers actually talk about how it's literally a job for them to record their life. It's work. Is that something that you, are you willing to put in that type of work? In the beginning, they didn't always have a million followers. So anything that you do is going to take work, but yet you only see the glimpse yeah. of what somebody's actual reality is. And that's, and me and you have spoke about it, that's what scares me about the previous generation because it's still work that goes behind it. Oh, you want to be a rapper. You want to be this. You want to be that. And once again, it, it's not wrong with being inspired by those things, but there's still work behind the scenes. There's still consistency that these people had to put in in order to get to where it is that they are. Are you willing to do that work? Even going back to what I said just about me and my personal journey, like, yeah, y'all, like, what I post is truly who I am, and I don't pretend to be anything that I'm not, but behind the scenes, literally, these are the sacrifices that I'm making to get to this success. And are you willing to make those sacrifices? And these are the things that you have to think about because... I didn't get that one-bedroom apartment and downsize. I could go, you know, I'm looking to invest in my first property. But had I gotten that rent for $1,900, would I have the money to invest in a property that is going to bring me in additional yeah, income? Just, you yeah. know, people do things for a show. Yeah. And people have to stop trying to give some people a show, but give them something to watch. Yeah. You can, don't give people a and show. Give, give them your life. If you want to share, and I'm, I'm not saying share all of your life, but give them the good, bad, and the ugly mm-hmm. of what it takes to do what you do. And that's what I, like, That that's part of my calling in general, is, like, the show will always be that. It will always be a piece of... Me, I, I, I will sit down with you. I'll sit down with him or whoever I sit down with because I'm learning while you're exchanging with me. You know what I'm saying? I'm sitting here like, yeah, and you have a level of experience in something that I may be struggling with. You just talked about, like, YouTube and all of that, like, what it takes to podcast. Like, so right. many people are like, yeah, you want to be a podcaster. I love it. I love I'm a podcaster who loves podcaster and podcast. Mm-hmm. But the reality of what goes behind, not just this, when the camera goes off and you still have to market, you still have to edit, you still have to do whatever you do. And again, everybody's level of that is different. There is a level, there's a cost. Everything, I tell my kids all the time, everything costs and you have to choose your hard and you have to know that there's a cost behind that, even if it's not a financial exchange. Right. It's a cost. It's whether that cost is time, whether that cost is your energy, whether that cost is being consistent in a place where like I YouTube, I don't know anything about YouTube like that. I mean, I know what it is, but like, oh, well, put the podcast on YouTube. All right, now I have to figure that out. I have to master that cuz that's going to be something that I have to figure out. And even whether I get two views or 5,000 views on one, you have to be okay with it. Guess what? Next week it's still got to be an episode, episode that come out. Regardless. Regardless. But you have to believe in yourself that much. And I think that getting comfortable with living in our truth. There's some. There's still some things that I'm not comfortable with, comfortable with disclosing or talking about yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to push myself to, because I want people to understand, like, this is what really goes on. Behind the, the scenes, scenes. Yeah. that y'all don't see, even down to the financial aspect, like, oh, like, you know, oh, just hilarious was just in her stuff or, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
dope. I love her. Yeah. I love her. Jess ain't never answered none of my DMs. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. she's she's human just like I am. She, she could think that I got, like, a real motive or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where I just really think that she's, like, a dope-ass individual. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, people could sit there and be like, oh, she got all these people in her brand, which is cool. I know my... I know my place and my reasoning for doing certain things because I want, once again, I always say my words will change the world. I just want to be a part of changing the world by doing what it is that I truly love at my core, but also knowing that I'm doing what I'm walking in the path that God has for me. And that's a hard path to stay on. Mm -hmm. It's a very hard path to stay on. And people don't talk about that. Mm -hmm. People think like, oh, I found my purpose and I found my journey and now things get easier. And, you know, I haven't been in it as long as you, but I know that there are moments and periods of time that I feel like it gets harder. It does. It gets harder in the sense of like, okay, you know it, so you have those moments. But I definitely have moments where I'm just like... You sure? <laughs> you sure? And let's and let's be honest. Like sometimes those moments of doubt can literally overcast all the work that you've done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the moments of doubt would literally it's like as a racist make me forget that I just yeah. had twenty orders the other day. You know what I mean? Like those moments of doubt literally was still the joy away from what it is that you actually love to do, that's why it's important for you to be, like, reflect on on yeah. things that you have done and the success that you have had because it's like, dang, if I did, if I did that, I, I'm capable of doing that again. I'm capable of making it happen again. And doing more. And doing more because yeah. you got to know where your heart stands. And, like, some, some that are exchange and something I always take away from you is I'm a heart person. Right. I'm a heart person. I do literally everything. And I've said this before because this is really who I am. And if you ever have encountered me, you would know I do everything with genuine intentions. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? As long as I'm doing it, whatever that other person's motive or intentions is, it's not. I cannot control that. I cannot control that. You can't control. Just had I have I've been having this lesson with my kids, (laughs) y'all. But. I always say, like, you cannot control other people. Yeah. It's taken me years to understand this. But you could control you. You could control how you act, how you react, how you allow people to treat you. I don't care how much ugly is in this world. Don't never allow anybody to change the heart that you truly have. You know what I mean? I don't want my heart to be hardened because somebody decided to do me wrong. That's up to God. And I say this all the time. God spend a block on me every (laughs) single time, every single time. And even when I'm not there to see it, because I see it through my blessings. I see it through me still being able to stand here. So even when you're having these doubts and these struggles when it comes to entrepreneurship, you got to remember your why and you got to remember how blessed you actually are because sometimes we don't, we focus on what we don't have yeah. versus what we really do have. Like we got to start talking, we got to start talking more about our blessings and our problems. Yeah. We talk about our problems a lot. Let's start talking about our blessings. You know what I mean? Very fortunate. Very blessed. I could sit here and really complain. There's some things that I don't have, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Maybe we get on a deeper level and a deeper time (laughs) that I really, really want. And I'll be like, Lord, I don't even know if I like you right now. You ain't even a homie like I thought that you was. Like, why I got to wait so long? But 
then there are these amazing experiences that I've never, once again, and this is coming from somebody when I tell y'all I come from nothing. Like, when when Drake says started at the bottom, now I'm here, like, he was talking about me. You know what I'm saying? Anybody that knows me per, per, um, personally know, like, I come from nothing. Like a dirt road, roaches, rats, both of my parents addicted to drugs. I come from nothing. And I focus on, like, wow, I am blessed. I've been able to do, I travel, I impact, I speak at schools. I got all of these connections. Like, at this point in my life, I've spoken to over 50,000 people and been mm-hmm. able to impact them and inspire them through my own personal story. But it takes courage to live in your truth, though. It does. It, it does. takes letting go of that embarrassment. There's some things I'm still embarrassed about that I don't talk about, but I'm trying to push myself to get over that fear. Like, fear will have you doing two things, you know? It could either push you into doing everything that you're supposed to be doing, or it could stop you from doing everything that you're supposed to be doing. Absolutely. So Fear's a mug. Like, (laughs) it's, it's one of those things that I think it paralyzes you. Um, in some cases, and I know because me and me and fear definitely one hundred percent had had a too close relationship at a portion of my life, and I I still get fear. I, I don't think fear leaves. I think is what you decide to do, do with, with it. it. And for me, I just decided like, okay, yeah, I might be afraid, but I'm gonna do it afraid. Anyway, I'm gonna do it. Do it scared. Yeah, you cannot allow fear to be the leader. Of yeah. your life. It could get in the car. It just can't drive. It could get in the car, but it can't drive. Like, I don't—what they be saying, um, and I ain't trying to, you know, is whatever your faith is, whatever. Yeah. I be loving me some God. But, like, you literally have to have just—if you have this much, a tiny, tiny, tiny—if you have a pinch of faith, yeah. go for it. Because you never know what's on the other side. I never thought ever by me— Performing and being like, oh, I just want to help kids. Like, literally, that's how I started. This is how entrepreneurship started for me, guys. I've been writing since I was 10. I performed one night. But the only reason why I performed, because God was like, I wanted to do, like, um, I wanted, I knew I wanted to start my nonprofit, right? And literally, I, something was like, all right, well, if you want to start your nonprofit, you got to perform. And I was like, what? Perform? I ain't performing. Yeah, right. But that literally was like the deal, like, between me and God. <laughs> if I perform, then I could do that. Do that, yeah. So yeah. I perform, crying, snot, y'all. Oh, my God. I'm I'm sure somebody from years ago has it or whatever. Cause I'm looking there was for that art. video of y'all yeah. got it. <laughs> there was an article about it. But um, literally, like, I would have never thought it would have led me to this place. Mm-hmm. So look where fear got me, right? Yeah. Fear got me speaking in schools. Fear has got—like, fear has gotten me to a place where I'm paid to do what I love. Yeah. But even in my moments of doubt and struggle and wanting to quit, I close my eyes. Where do I see myself? I don't see myself anywhere else, so I can't quit. This is my life. <laughs> That's my takeaway for today. While you were saying that, I, that's all I was thinking is, like— at this point in my life, when I close my eyes every night that I lay down, 
I can't. I literally can't see, see anything. You know. Like I, I and, can't see anything. And that's for that. everybody out there, because literally, that's how I've been making it. When I want to quit, y'all don't, y'all don't even know. I be in the corner crying. Okay. <laughs> like even like today, I had such a long day. I didn't hit up my assistant early enough because she part time and per diem, y'all. Let's keep that clear. You know, one day she he gonna bless me to be full time, <laughs> hire coming. people full time. Yes, team coming. But yes, but. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so overwhelmed, I'm so stressed. Like, I have a podcast to do. I ha- then I have to, mind you, we're up near New York, guys. And then, yeah. you know, I have to go to Philly and do another podcast later. Like, I felt so overwhelmed or whatever. But at the end of the day, I was like, okay, I could get through this day, obviously, without her. I have to. Yeah. I didn't plan accordingly. But even in my moments of wanting to cry and give up, that's literally what I do. I I close my eyes and be like, okay, Brenda, if you weren't doing this, if you weren't doing this, what would you be doing? What can you see yourself doing if you weren't doing this? Mm. What can you see yourself doing? If you weren't doing this, what can you see yourself doing? And in a in a career standpoint, I don't see myself doing anything, anything else. else. Yeah, I'm not married. I don't have kids. And I believe yet. I can have it all yet. Yeah. But I believe I'm literally one of those people. That can have it all, and I will have it all. And God is going to bless me. He is. He's already blessed you. Oh, he's already blessed me abundantly. He's going to continue to bless you. He is. I love you for coming through. I love you for having me. We just be chatting, y'all. Oh, my God. I hope y'all got something out of this today. I got something out. Listen, and look, I I love my audience. I love the people that tap in. Um, but I, I, I got something out of it before they got something out of it. They're going to see this later, but I got something out of it, and it, it truly blessed me because I think that's going to be my go-to that, yeah, I, I got to use that. I'm going to give it—I always give people credit for where I got it from, but I, I think that is something that if most people do— It'll push you into the place that you're supposed to be or keep you in the place that yeah. you are. Yeah. No, seriously. Seriously. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I, I 100 percent. And I, I love you are changing the world with your words as we Thank all you. got to, to view here. But like I I love you said it a couple of times. So I just want to say this before we, we sign off is that you kept on saying that. It's the people that you have. And I'm grateful and thankful that in probably, the, I don't say the oddest way that we met, but we met through hiking. I think I said that on the other show, but that I met somebody who continues to bless me, whether she knows it or not. And I always keep in contact because of that. Right. Because there's such an exchange that happens. And even if you, God lays me on your on, on my heart, be like, I can see you the eyes. Like, what's mm-hmm. up? Because I know... Whether and sometimes I come maybe with the intention of like encouraging you and you give me something. Hopefully, I leave you with something. Absolutely, this is an even exchange. It is an even exchange, and I love it, and I love you too. Like, and I'm proud of you. You know, like I think that (laughs) anything that anybody chooses to pursue takes courage. I think that it takes courage to stick with it. Um, especially when you believe in it and you don't feel seen in it. Yeah. Um, being in a place where you don't feel seen could, and you continue to go. And I and this is to, for me to encourage anybody out there, keep going because everybody has their moment, y'all. Yeah. There's a lot of people out there that are doing things, but like they like it's that saying like that 10,000 hours, you know what I'm saying? And... Um, it took me five years to even 
for anyone to uh, acknowledge me. I never, and that's the thing. When I got into entrepreneurship, I never got into it for money. But ain't it funny how God blesses you? Yeah. Ain't it funny how when you genuinely do things from your heart that you'll be blessed in it? So that's why I tell people, do things with intention. Do things with the intention of figuring out how you can impact or change somebody else's world. Because that's the real gift. That is the gift. That's the gift. That's the reward. That is. It's never going to be a financial reward. It's, it's never going to be a financial that, reward. I mean, the financial reward is is part of that something that comes... But that's never going to be the fulfillment that I feel. It's not. It's not. And, like, even for me, and I know we got to go, but, like, I'll say this. Like, even for me, I'm blessed because I get to, you know, obviously get paid to do what I love. Because technically it's work. It's still work. Though I love it, it's still work. It's still work. It's, still work. it's just like an artist who performs and sings. Like, they love it. They're passionate about it. Still work for them. They have to still perfect their craft. But, like... It's the stuff like, for an example, I had a situation with um, one of my mentorship groups, 27 kids. I'm one person, and they were teasing one of my kids, and I shut it down, shut that classroom down. I don't play when it comes to my kids, y'all. My name is Brenda. A little bit of Dewana came out. That's my middle name. <laughs> but, like, my kid texted me that night, and he said, Miss Brenda, like, I love you, and you don't have to be who you are to me, but you are, and I appreciate you, and I never had nobody stand up for me the way that you did, and you mm-hmm. did it with love, and he seen that, yeah. and because he seen that, and that is the reason why I did it, it it was, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It was based confirmation for me. Yeah. Those moments are confirmation. Those are the moments. Then right after that, I look on Facebook and I have a young lady who I did a college tour in 2019 for 40 students tag me. She's on a dean's list and she chose a college that she toured on my college tour. And she said, if it wasn't for you. I wouldn't be here. Yeah. Those are the moments. Are the moments. Yeah. And I'm getting chills because I never, like, I went through some things to get in the spaces that I'm in. But that's why I do what I do because I'm impacting these kids and I'm being to these kids who I wish someone was to me. Mm. So, yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so tell the people where to find you.
just want to learn any information about all the things, all things Brenda Phillips, it's bphillips.info. Um, and you could, yeah, you could just Google yeah. that. And yeah, I follow everybody back because I ain't Hollywood like that, but I follow everybody back. Long as you ain't posting like guns and stuff like that and <laughs> shooting. And everything has a message. Like even the sweatsuit I have on today um, is being inspired on the front, but um, on the back. Can we show the back real quick while we get we? out of here? Yeah. It says, be the reason why someone else doesn't, doesn't give, give up. up. Be the reason why someone else doesn't give up, y'all. Yeah. So, yeah, you never know who's watching. I know. And yeah. I love you. I love and you. And we'll see y'all next week. Thanks for having me. Of course. <laughs> <laughs>